0: Welcome on in WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you on a Saturday as we get set for week six in the NFL. It's time for my weekly NFL picks. Five favorite plays of the week. I'm going to change up a little bit this week. This is partially because I love a certain play and partially because if you've been listening to these podcasts every Saturday, you know, I'm not having the greatest year making picks. Last week, two and three, Still not at 500 for the year. This is the week we get to that mark. And I got five plays for you today. Four games, and then I'm going to go one total. I usually don't play totals, but I I saw a total I loved so much on the board. I had to put it in. All right, let's get to the five games here. Game number one, and I really, really love this game. It is the Houston Texans at home getting one and a half against the New Orleans Saints. Look, I, I have not made it any bones about it. I don't really like this Saints team. I've bet against them a couple times. I've been burnt once. I I've been burnt uh, a couple times betting against them, but I'm going to keep doing it. I don't think their offense is very good. I thought last week was a total, total production of who they were able to play. And the problems that the that the um, Patriots have, they got a free gift of a touchdown on the defensive side. I think they've gotten a very soft landing spot with quarterbacks early this season, and now they're going to go on the road. Second straight week, they're going to play C.J. Stroud, the young rookie. In my mind, the fair for the Offensive Rookie of the Year, the number two overall pick for the Houston Texans. I love the way C.J. is playing. They lost close in Atlanta last week, but boy, he let them down for a touchdown late in that game. Cool, calm, collected. The weapons on the outside are better than you think they are. Pierce is a good running back. They have offensive line issues, which does worry me in this game. But I think Stroud has shown enough through you know, the early part of his career. He's not going to turn the football over. He's going to be smart with it. The defense will be up for the challenge this week. I think they're facing a lesser team when it comes to full array of skill players. A lot of skill on that Atlanta team. You know. And I think about a, a second straight road game. This feels like a really tough spot for the Saints in the, in the NFC South to go on the road to an AFC South team. I like the Texans this week, getting a point and a half at home. These Saints games, you know, I think we could have a lot this year where they end up being 21-20. You know, there was a game against Green Bay that ended up a one-point game. You know, we could have those kind of games, 23-22, you know, 19-17. So if I'm catching a point and a half in a game, I think could end right on the number. I will take it. It won't surprise me at all. If it's a 23-20 win for the Texans outright, I would consider taking them on the money line. But I really do like the Texans plus the one and a half my first game to upset or at least stay very close to the New Orleans Saints. Game number two. And I have a little trepidation here just because extra rest for one team versus an emotional game for another. But I'm going to go back to the well, and I bet this team a lot this year. I'm going to go to the Atlanta Falcons minus two and a half at home against the Washington Commanders. I love that it's under a field goal because the the Falcons have shown they're going to play a lot of close games, kind of like the Texans, kind of like the Saints. They're going to play a lot of close games. They're probably not going to win by margin, but I'm I'm getting a good number here. You're, you're really not laying much. I mean, you're laying less than a field goal at home. I thought last week was a growing up moment for Desmond Ritter. He will face a defense this week that is one of the worst he's seen so far this season, and the Desmond Ritter thing – it's remarkable. He's never lost a home game in college or the NFL. He plays so much better at home. Two weeks ago, everyone was ready to bench Desmond Ritter. Everyone was ready to go to Taylor Heineke and get him out. And, and they don't know what they're doing down there. And Arthur Smith's a Bozo and all that kind of stuff. That was That was the story. Last week, And then he goes home and he has his best game in the NFL, including a late drive to win the game. Impressive stuff by Desmond Ritter. And I don't know what it is, whether he's just more comfortable, whether it's just a, you know, a coincidence over many years with different teams. But Desmond Ritter plays good football at home and you get Desmond Ritter away from home and he plays bad football. So I'm, I'm going to ride this. And on the other side, I don't like Washington's defense at all. I thought they were just completely manhandled and embarrassed by the Chicago Bears. And if the Bears have enough to embarrass you on offense, anybody has enough to embarrass you on offense. about the last few weeks with the... The commanders, you know, they gave up a ton to the Bears, forty points at home. They got beat by the Eagles. The Eagles with the ball re- very well through the air against them. And before that, it was thirty-seven points by the Bills. We we really might be looking at one of the worst teams in the National Football League on defense when it comes to Washington. Uh, you know, on the other side, their quarterback Howell's had ups and downs, takes too many sacks. I think a good front with with the um, Atlanta Falcons will get to him, will punish him, will make him take sacks, and that could be a really big deal in this game. You know, this this is a kind of game where it could be a final possession kind of thing, and you're you're hanging on to a tie, or maybe one team's up one or two, and you're thinking about this number late. But I, I anytime I get a team I think is better laying less than three at home, I'm not really going to hesitate. They have a better defense. They have just as good of a quarterback. I don't think this like Ritter's way worse than, than than Howell. They're probably the similar level quarterbacks, you know, bottom seven or eight in the NFL, and I'm getting the home team. The only thing you're getting on the other side is more rest for Washington because they played the Thursday game a couple weeks ago versus Sunday. And if this game was in Washington, I think that I, would, I would think more about that. But just considering where it is, the stakes for, for, for Atlanta, um, and the way I saw Ritter play last week, I'm going to back the Falcons. So Falcons minus 2.5 for game number two. Game number three, we're going to go to Cincinnati, and it's another case similar to the Falcons where I'm getting a really good number on a team I think is going to win the game. And I'm going to go with Cincinnati minus 2.5 at home against Seattle. Now, Seattle's off a uh, off a bye, so that you do think about the idea of, okay, well, they played a Monday night in New York. They blew them out, then they got a bye week, so they've been sitting for a while, resting and all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, Cincinnati I did play a road game last week in Arizona, but they did figure some things out, and my entire premise for this one is that Joe Burrow looked close to himself. He moved within the pocket and outside the pocket as well as he has the entire season last week against Arizona and i know i know it's the arizona diamond uh, i got baseball in my mind it's the arizona cardinals they don't have a superior pass rush it's not but i don't think that was really the problem the first few weeks it wasn't that you know burrow was going up against these great 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 pass rushers i mean he was in in some games uh, certainly the cleveland game the problem was he couldn't move he couldn't create any time in the pocket for himself even just by moving up sliding any, this normal stuff We see out of pocket quarterbacks all the time. That just wasn't there. So I think when you factor it all in, he wasn't right, and now he looks closer to right. And we're laying less than three. You know, if this number, let's say the Bengals were the team from Jump Street this year, that we expected them to be. I mean, this number is probably five and a half. I mean, you're you're getting a field goal of value on the Bengals, and I think it's it's still a little too much praise to the Seahawks. They have faced some pretty rough teams early in this season. I'm going to pull up the Seahawks schedule because it doesn't feel like they've played a lot of big time football teams. They got to play the Panthers at home. They got to play the Giants. I mean, they really got to play with some, you know, against some crappy teams so far. So, you know, you just think about what they've done, who they've played. And I, I don't look at it like, wow, the Seahawks are a juggernaut. I think they're a good team. They look like a playoff team um, in the NFC, like kind of like they were last year. Here's what they've done so far. They, they lost to the Rams in week one. Good win. Good win against Detroit in week two. They kind of picked them off late. But their last two wins are Carolina and the Giants. So I'm not gonna I'm really not putting a ton of stock in that. And in the Giants game, they only gave up three points on the road. But the other games they gave up 30, 31, and 27. So I don't think it's a big time Seahawks defense. I think they're actually a little overrated on defense and they got a big week against the Giants. That kind of that's the last thing you remember. And now they've got Cincinnati on the road after the bye. And they'll go home against Arizona and Cleveland. Those are games that they probably should win. And we'll see where their season goes. I mean, I I still think with three wins over their belt, Arizona, Washington, you know, you you look at Pittsburgh later, Tennessee. I mean, they've got Arizona again. They'll have a real chance to make the playoffs. But I don't look at Seattle as some sort of clear, better team than than the Bengals. I don't look at them at even as right now. I think this is a Bengals spot. Bengals minus two and a half for game number three. All right, let me get to the total game, and then we'll get to my fifth game, one that I'm gonna I'm gonna take a leap of faith on, and you all might laugh at me as I say it, and you might laugh at me when the result comes in, um, you know, later on in the weekend. But the total I'm gonna play this week as part of the five plays, I'm gonna go over 43 and, a half, and all these spreads, always courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook. That's where I place all my wagers. Love FanDuel, the boosts, the odds, everything they put out every week, and uh, and also the um, the no sweat baths, which are awesome for like Thursday night football, Monday night football. And the parlays. I'm going to go to the Minnesota-Chicago game. And you would be... Well, I'll just say this. I would feel crazy to put money down on either team in this game. I can't trust either. I think Minnesota's better, but they're without Justin Jefferson. You know, the Bears showed some life finally the last couple weeks on offense. Is that for real? Or were they playing two of the worst defense in the NFL with the Broncos in Washington? I don't know. I mean, we're going to start finding out. Now, Minnesota's also a bad defensive team. So I think you're going to have the Bears move the football probably again in a similar way. They're coming off extra rest, which I think will help them. You know, last week, their receiver they traded for from the Carolina Panthers went crazy and showed why he was you know, part of that deal with the number one overall pick. So they've got some, some good things moving on the offensive side, finally, in Chicago. Now, in Minnesota, I think there's going to be an assumption because Justin Jefferson isn't there that they can't score. I don't believe that. I believe the Minnesota offense with Kirk Cousins, as long as they keep him upright against a bad Bears defense, will put some points on the board. Now, will they reach their ceiling without Justin Jefferson? Obviously not. That's a big loss, and he's a great wide receiver, the best in the NFL. But when you combine all that... You have a total in this game at 43 and, a half, and I think that is ridiculously low. Now, the one thing that could trip us up on this one is turnovers. The turnovers are a thing for Minnesota. It's cost them so many points, cost them games. They'll turn the ball over in the red zone, left and right. That, that can't happen for the over to hit. We need, the, we need the over to hit, and we need it with points. Get in the red zone, get a field goal or a touchdown. Don't walk away with zeroes but just the the way i feel this game is going to express itself up and down the field offense is making plays pass game is making plays fields as a runner making plays i believe you'll get a Pretty high-scoring game here, and we don't need a lot to go over 43 and a half. I mean, 24-20 gets you over this number. 23-21 gets you over this number. This isn't a daunting task for these two offenses against both defenses. On both, you know, each defense It's pretty pretty stink. I mean, these neither defenses stop anybody. Minnesota blitzes a ton. They don't actually get home or have success when they blitz. And the Chicago defense can't stop anybody. I mean, it's really just turnovers. That's the only reason the Bears don't give up 30 points a game. So I look at this and I say, it's an over game. Let's go over 43.5 total points in the Minnesota and Chicago game. And then game number five, and you're going to say, Joe, what are you doing? You're really going to put your money on that team after the way they looked. I, I think there's something to quality teams when they are embarrassed, they find a way to bounce back. And I still believe, despite the issues that they just had, despite the issues they've had twice this year, that the Dallas Cowboys are a quality team. Are they a great team? Are they a Super Bowl team? Likely not. There's a, there's a Buffalo Bills quality to them where they have a great knockout punch, but if you punch them, they crumble, they quiver, they're not the same team. I, I, there's a lot of similarities between the Dallas and Buffalo in those ways. And I look at, at Dallas and I see their two-and-a-half-point road favorites against the Los Angeles Chargers week. And I think a lot of people would say Dallas now stinks. They're not that good. They were overrated. They're about to crumble. Los Angeles off a bye should beat them. And I understand that logic. I just push back and I say, well, why is Dallas still almost a a field goal favorite in this game? It's because they have a better team. They're on the road without the bye, off a physical game, and still a a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. And you know, I think back a couple weeks ago, they got embarrassed by the Arizona Cardinals in a game they shouldn't have lost, and they went home and they put a hurting on the New England Patriots. So D- Dallas is really a hit-or-miss kind of team. I do think that they have something in this game that can can really... Even the scales here. They don't have the better quarterback. A little better quarterback in this game is Justin Herbert. But they do have an enormous pass rush that could get to Herbert, maybe force him into some mistakes. He doesn't have all his weapons. It sounds like Austin Eckler is coming back, which is a difference maker. But I just think after all the noise for the entire week after getting blown out by the 49ers, Dallas will respond here. It's also a little bit of a McCarthy versus... His decision game, because Kellen Moore is calling offensive plays on the other side. Like if McCarthy gets outcoached here by Staley and Moore, it looks bad for him. So you got to feel like you're getting the best effort out of McCarthy here. You're getting the Cowboys who try not to fall potentially three games back in the NFC East. You know the Eagles are seven point favorites on Sunday against the Jets and Zach Wilson. So there's a chance, and actually a great chance, the Eagles win that game. Go to 6-0. and So all the pressure goes to Dallas Monday night to not fall three full games behind the Eagles in the NFC East by the middle of October. It's a pressure-packed game for, for Dallas. I thought the last time I watched the Chargers play, they didn't really play super good football against the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, they've really kind of barely got through that. And, and I expected more that day by the Chargers. And I, I look at it here. I mean, their games this season... They lost week one to Miami, which is not really a bad loss. Lost in overtime to Tennessee. Again, not a not a terrible loss. Then they barely beat Minnesota on the road. They barely beat Las Vegas. And Herbert only had 167 yards passing the game. What a weird game. And now you look at their schedule, and it feels like they're going to be up and down. I mean, Dallas, I think, is a tough game for them. Then they go to Kansas City, super tough. Then they get the Bears at home. They play the Jets, easier games. Then they play Detroit. That will be a difficult one. Go to Green Bay. They can certainly win that. Host Baltimore. Toss-up kind of game, tricky game. At New England, they should win that. First Denver, they should win that. Las Vegas, they should win that. Buffalo, tough game. At Denver, should win that. And then home versus Kansas City, we'll see if the Chiefs need it. So there's wins to be had. I I sense the desperation in this game way more towards the Cowboys' side. Give me Dallas, minus a a two-and-a-half. So I'm going with one dog, three short favorites, and a total. Falcons, minus two-and-a-half over the Commanders. Texans plus to one and a half over the Saints. Bengals minus two and a half over the Seahawks. Over 43 and a half for the total in the game between the Vikings and the Bears. And give me Dallas minus two and a half Monday night football against the Chargers. Everyone have a great weekend. Enjoy some football, Eagles, and Jets on Sunday. We'll talk soon right here on WIP Daily.